0: Real Cuff Radio is about to begin. Everybody loves a hero. I believe there's a hero in all of us. Welcome to Real Cup Radio. And this afternoon, we have somebody on. I mean, it seems like she has done it all. She was a former Miss Tennessee. She's been a model, an actress, a producer, a casting director. And she's not only beautiful on the outside, but she's beautiful on the inside. Welcome to the show, Nisi Davis.
1: Well, thank you. What a a wonderful introduction. (laughs) Thank you so much for that.
0: And we also have Julie on the line. How are you today, Uh, Julie?
1: Just fine. Thank you.
0: Well, I have to tell you, we interviewed your son just recently. And Ben was the one that said, oh, you you need to interview my mother. Uh, You know, (laughs) she'll talk your ear off. (laughs) And so, and I told him, I said, you know, it's so great to see uh, a mom and a son to have that kind of relationship and and be able to, you know, working in the same field and and everything.
1: Yeah, it is. It's been a huge blessing. I have three children. My firstborn child is also, is a a girl and she is a script writer and a mother. And then Benjamin, since he was born, he just, it was obvious that he was anointed to be in the entertainment industry. And uh, he's, he just has the disposition for it, And God has wired him to put up with the craziness that, that somebody has to put up with to be a part of the industry. And then my third kid is just like my husband. He's like a normal kid wants nothing to do with the crazy industry of the entertainment industry. <laughs> He's in business. So, um, yeah, it's it is a blessing to be able to to um, work ministry and and work business um, in cooperation with your children for
0: sure. Now, let's talk a little bit about your background because, you know, after Miss Tennessee, you started a uh, talent agency?
1: Yeah, there was a little bit in between there. Um, My Miss Tennessee chaperone and my modeling trainer and coach is now, was the first female to ever be elected to the United States Congress from the state of Tennessee. So her name is Marsha Blackburn. She is amazing. She's pro-life. She fights against Google. She's just, she's wonderful. She's now, she's in Congress, but she's running for Senate. But um, I was blessed to have the most fantastic modeling coach as a teenager. And uh, she was my chaperone at Miss Tennessee Pageant. And after Miss Tennessee Pageant, I, I worked as an international model And uh, became a SAG actress did over over 300 TV commercials on seven magazine covers and um, when I was traveling it became really clear that I literally was the only Christian that some of these international models had ever met and uh, I thought okay when I stop traveling and when I get married and have my family and I'm just living in Tennessee like a normal person I would like to open a development center so that I can help that I can help other people to be the best version of themselves like my modeling coach Marsha Blackburn did for me and and so that also so that I can help equip Christian actors And models so that they can be like missionaries in the entertainment industry so that's kind of that was kind of my journey from after the Miss USA pageant to uh, you know finish up my own career and then to start work to help other people um, just like I was I was
0: helped myself now do you still do that do you do you still have the agency or you sold that off
1: well I still do. My agency um, became a SAG franchise agency, and then at some point, SAG said, "Okay, you cannot. We're not going to allow you to to do modeling coaching and to do uh, the other things that you do, and have a SAG agency under the same umbrella." So I had to separate into two companies. I sold my SAG agency to my long-term employee, and I retained the, the non-union and the, the, the coaching and development center, and I licensed someone to run it for me. So we still have ongoing Advantage Talent Development classes and non-union agencies. We still have Advantage Talent Agency, which is SAG agency that also does modeling and acting. And then I do... Uh, occasionally in private um, coaching for people. Um, when I have time, when because the Lord's opened all these doors for uh, Christian film producing and for casting of movies.
0: All right. Now, I'm not sure if you adjusted the mic a little bit or something because you, you're you not coming in as clear as you were at the beginning. But, um, oh,
1: sorry. Um, is this better?
0: Yes, much better.
1: Okay, okay good.
0: Okay, so... I really want to talk to you, and we talked to Ben about this, and that's how we kind of got pointed in this direction. The You were the producer and the casting director for I Am Not Ashamed. That's correct. And,
1: I, I came on to I Am Not Ashamed as the very first producer. Uh, I Am Not Ashamed is the true story authorized by Rachel Scott's mother, who is the owner of all of Rachel's diaries, including the... The, the notebook diary that she shared with um, a really interesting guy that my son Ben Davies plays in the movie, uh, and they would they would he would have the notebook for a week and write in it, and she would have it for a week and write in it, and um, it, so anyway, Rachel's mother contacted the the leader of First Priority of America, First Priority Global. His name is Benny Profit, and he had. He was on a tour across America with 40 college students and was scheduled to speak at Columbine high school and was literally on his way to Columbine when the shooting occurred. And so all these years later, Rachel's mother said, you're the ministry and you're the person that God predestined to be at Columbine on that fateful day. And so you're the only one I trust to tell Rachel's story accurately. And so Penny he's a ministry leader, and he's like, I don't know how to do a movie, but Niecy Davies knows how to do a movie. So he brought me on to be his producer. And um, because I have experience and skills in casting, I, I also took on that role for the movie as well.
0: Well, one thing I want to say before we really talk more about the movie is, you know, the movie is on video. And yeah. if they have not seen it, they need to go buy it because you're going to want to watch it, you know, four or five times. Because, oh, that's
1: so true. That is yeah, it's one true.
0: of those movies that there's there's no way you can go rent it, watch it one time, and not get everything out of it because it's just it's that good of a movie, and there's there's so much in it, so much meat, you know. So
1: yeah, and and for people that are have watched it or or, or planning to watch it. I, I just want to, to point out this to you, that we took almost every scene, every, every uh, conversation, uh, whenever possible. We used Rachel's exact writings when she's just writing in her own journal, and when uh, she's having conversations between herself and Nathan. That Ben plays Nathan. We took whenever possible and the majority of the time we took the exact words right out of the words they wrote to each other and then we even used the journals of the shooters so this is probably one of this is as accurate you can get without being a documentary and uh it was it's it's such an anointed movie and it's uh it, it was such an honor to be working with rachel's mom to to bring this to the public so they can uh, be inspired by what God did through Rachel Scott's
0: life. Well, and they need I, to also understand that the journal that was in her backpack, that y'all used that, and it, it, I mean, it was covered in blood, right?
1: Yeah, had had uh, bullet hole and blood on it. She actually had five journals in that backpack.
0: Wow. Um, I
1: have a question. My question was the uh, lead actress that played Rachel, first yes. of all. How did you find her or come across saying she's the one for the movie? And also, how did it change her life? Thank you for asking that. The average movie takes 13 years to, from the idea to through it coming to the screen. Uh, ours did not take 13 years exactly, but it took several years. And when I first was brought on board as the first producer for the movie, we had no script and, and no financing done, but I, you know, it, all we had was the journals. And um, it was at that point that Shannon Fields, who's one of my clients, she was friends with, with that lead actress's parents. They all live in Georgia. And uh, the parents had said, hey, Shannon, you do Christian films. Our daughter wants to do Christian films. How do we get into it? And she said, oh, well, Niecy Davies is the best agent in the whole world for Christians and you should contact her <laughs> so I had this mom and daughter driving from Georgia and she walks into my office and I went oh my goodness you look like Rachel Scott and uh, at that point uh, like I said we didn't even have a script and so I auditioned her and uh, I said okay I can't guarantee that you're gonna be Rachel Scott but you look like her and here's what you need to do you need to lose weight you need to uh, get your hair fixed her hair she had some color on her hair and it was it, it needed to be corrected uh, you need we need to get you on a good skincare line and get your face cleared up because she's a teenager and uh, you need to take more acting classes and if you will do all of these things maybe you will get to play Rachel Scott and uh, usually when I tell people that like they're too lazy to actually take my advice but this girl her name's Macy McLean, She actually did everything that I said. She lost the weight. She got on a good skincare line, which is Arbonne, which is the line I represent. She she got a hairdresser to uh, get her hair healthy and in good shape because Rachel did you know Rachel that's the way Rachel's hair looked so she needed to get her hair looking like Rachel's hair and uh, she really studied and developed her acting skills. Like she was already a fantastic actress. But to carry the lead role in a movie, uh, playing the role of Rachel Scott, it, didn't t- it needed more than good acting skills. She needed to be brilliant. And I really applaud uh, Macy McLean for being coachable and for working hard and doing all the things she needed to do to be excellent. And so when the time came, when we had the, when we had the money, when we had the script and it was time to cast, not one single person on the producing team and not the director. Nobody thought Macy McLean could carry off the lead role in the movie. And uh, I convinced the executive producer, Benny profit and Beth Nemo, Rachel's mom that Macy, I believed in Macy and I thought she was the right one. And Uh, Rachel's mom and the executive producer Benny profit agreed with me and uh, we just uh, we just finally said uh, the executive producer said hey we don't care what you think Macy is gonna play Rachel Scott that's it it's final let's move on (laughs) so anyway uh, I after after the film was shot every single person was just so thankful that we had cast Macy McClain in that role. They were like, no, we need a famous actress. We need someone that everyone's heard of. And I'm like, no, I'm telling you, it's Macy McClain. That's who needs to play this. And I'm so thankful that uh, it worked out that way. She did a fantastic job. And it started, it really launched her acting career. And she's a pastor's daughter. She was already a solid Christian. So if that's what we needed. The same Holy Spirit that lived in Rachel Scott also lives in Macy McLean. And that, that was critical to making this be believable. And uh, I'm thankful uh, that Macy put in the hard work to uh, to
0: do such a great performance as Rachel Scott. And Julie said, how did it change her after
1: Um, she was already a strong Christian. It just strengthened her as a Christian, you know, putting herself into someone else's shoes. Macy and Rachel are very similar. You know, they were both awkward and, and gorgeous, but never realized, never thought of themselves as pretty. And, uh, they both loved Jesus. It's just that, you know, Macy lived in, Uh, a little town in Georgia and and had a good life where Rachel was in Columbine, where there was a whole bunch of uh, spiritual warfare, you know, that led to her death. So um, I think it strengthened her faith and it definitely launched her acting career.
0: Well, I did see an uh, interview with Macy talking where she said that when they had screened the movie, that they, there were several kids that came up. uh, I guess this must've been high schools or something And the kids said that they were planning on doing the same type thing. And this movie had changed their heart.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. We get that. That's not just Macy. Every time anyone shows, screams the movie, any youth group or anything where we get feedback, we always get amazing testimonies like that. Either people thought about killing themselves or people thought about taking revenge, you know, against people that were bullying them. Uh, It's, it's not a vanilla movie. This movie is anointed and it's powerful, and it will um, it, it it will trigger something in
0: your soul for sure. Go ahead, Julie.
1: This is not something that uh, you might be working on or whatever. You know, we always have that stuff with public schools but they sure could use this as a vehicle in the schools oh, to show absolutely. Well, well, First Priority legally shares Rachel's faith story in schools because it's a true story. So, you know, it's not against the Constitution to share this in schools because it is a true story based on a teenager's own writing. So it's legal to show it. Well, after... We had the problem in Florida, uh-huh. but um, after we had that issue in Florida and then there was a couple other issues, one of these kids that I know was even mentioning, are, are we safe in school anymore? Mm-hmm. And I, I thought to myself, man, I never thought about that all growing up, right? Not at all. But now, you know, kids are thinking of, so I'd like to see this be put in schools as a I agree. Mm-hmm. Go for it. We will, as producers, will support anybody's efforts to get it shown.
0: Well, the other thing is her mom coming to work, basically side by side and bringing the different, uh, what ended up being props, but they were actual, they were they belonged to uh, Rachel.
1: That would be the benefit of being a pack rat and never getting rid of anything. It was perfect as far as the movie goes because her mother had saved everything, including her car. So we had a lot a lot of authentic uh, items all throughout the movie.
0: So that was actually her car too at the end there with yep. all that? Yeah, wow, her I car didn't know that either. The whole
1: movie. That's her real car. Yep. That's amazing. I know.
0: But you definitely notice the car at the end, I'm not gonna say what happens yeah. at the end because people right. need to watch it. You know. Exactly. I this this movie to me is <clears throat> is kinda like you know, we, we recently interviewed Same Kind of Difference as Me. I don't know uh-huh. if you've seen that movie. But, you know, the same thing with that. They, uh, there's too many people that did not see it. Right, right. And Wood, it, Woodlawn was the same way. You know, excellent mm-hmm. movie. Too many people did not see it. And, and right. I don't care what Hollywood says. People really want to see good stuff that's clean that, that makes you walk away and think.
1: Yes, everyone
0: loves a good story, and and all these are good stories. Okay, so let me get you to talk to the... uh, We have a lot of Christian actors, including myself, Uh um, who tell us what you think we need to do to get more in the position, kind of like you did the girl that played Rachel. Yeah. Yeah, with Macy.
1: Yeah, well, with all of my Advantage Actors... Including my son, including Macy, I've always said, okay, you cannot be lazy. It's not good enough that you love Jesus. Like, you have to be excellent in your craft. You need to train acting just like you train to go to the Olympics. You need the best teacher. You need to practice. You need to be the best version of yourself. If you're the fat, chubby, weird-looking kid, then own it. Be the most interesting, fat, chubby, weird kid. If you are the beautiful girl like Macy is, then you need to own that and you need to have the best skin and the healthiest hair and and have a fit toned body. If you're the athlete, then you need to be fit and be the most all American looking fit athlete. So it doesn't matter what your category is, you just need if if you're the one here in our agency, the guy that made the actor that made the most money was a short Balding guy with a beer belly, but he owned it, and like we booked him on the NFL commercials, you know, (laughs) is that crazy fan? So you just have to find your niche and have and and be the best you can be in that niche uh, to look the way that a person in that niche would be, and then you need to have excellent acting skills. And then you need to work with your agent to make sure they have all the marketing materials they need, like your demo reel and your headshot.
0: Well, my wife's always telling me how we need another John Candy, and I'm like, well, look, don't look at me, okay? I'm not, <laughs> I'm not gonna
1: put on all yeah. that weight
0: just so I can play a John Candy.
1: Right, but if you, but but you just need to figure out. And sometimes you're not able to do it yourself. It takes a professional. To counsel you and say, okay, this is where you, this is your niche. This is the niche we need to go for. So, um, and and that's really that takes a gifted agent or manager to do
0: that in some cases. Now, so so you're an agent for a lot of these people. Are they all spread out all over the place? Or are they uh, most of them are? I just intent? have
1: my I just have a hand in a few people's careers at the moment, but my agency works with a whole lot of people but I'm not personally managing many people.
0: Okay. Yeah, because recently I auditioned for a, uh, a, a movie, and, uh-huh. uh, well, actually two. But, you know, one of them is, is getting ready to film. But the other one, um, you know, when I did the audition part, I told my wife, I said, I feel very cheesy, and I feel like uh, I'm acting. I think I need to go back and do some more acting classes.
1: Yeah, so. well, we, everyone does. You know, it's like, you know, if you're an athlete and you don't work out for a month, you get out of shape. It's, it's the same.
0: It's just a skill set. Julie, what else would you like to ask?
1: I'd like to know about the new movie that she worked on and uh, where we can watch that one. Uh, because of Gracia, I think, is the one you're asking about. That's another great movie. Uh, my son, Ben Davies. Has a, a strong supporting role in it. Macy Clay, who plays Rachel Scott, she has a small supporting role. Um, it's a it's a great movie. Was done by a Canadian writer director. filmed in Louisiana, and you know, I I would just suggest googling it and see where where. It's available. Uh, you can order the DVDs. It was in theaters, but it's no longer in theaters. But you can uh, do the, you know, order the movie. There's another movie I'm looking forward to still in production, and it's called Order of Rights. And it is a pro-life movie. It's it's unique. It tells the story from the male perspective, and my son Ben Davies has the male lead. And Emma Roberts, who actually plays Celine and I'm Not Ashamed, she has the, the female lead. And um, Shannon Fields from Facing the Giants plays Emma's mother. And so it's a great cast. And uh, it's, it's a pro-life, it asks the question, you know, does the father have any rights at all? And so it, it kind of shows you from a young man's perspective about, you know, an unwanted pregnancy, so or a surprise pregnancy. So um, it's interesting, it's unique, and it's well acted. And uh, look out for Order of Rights; it's not out yet, but um, I'm excited about that about that movie.
0: Well, I'm excited too because I do a page called Guardian of the Unborn. I, you know, I have to constantly keep putting stuff on there just to keep people, you know, interested in it. Yeah. But it's it's very hard to find good stuff to put on.
1: Oh, my gosh. No. Well, Order of Rights will be good, and Aveda King makes a cameo appearance in it, Martin Luther King Jr.'s niece, who's very pro-life, and uh, it's a great movie. So, yeah, you'll that's definitely one you'll want to watch and to be promoting.
0: Yeah. Well, we interviewed Aveda King, um, yeah. and it was about that same subject. And uh, yep. But, yeah, so I will look for that when it comes out. Um well, great. Well, I appreciate
1: you guys having me on. It's been fun to talk with you.
0: Well, we appreciate it, too. And I just, first of all, I want to say thank you, you know, for coming You're on.
1: Welcome. You're and,
0: welcome. And, uh, you know, next time you've got a movie coming out, I would love to uh, have you on and, and tell us about it. And, if Julie, if you don't have any other questions. All is well. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much, Thanks. Nisi, for coming on. And, You're uh, welcome. We'll be in touch. All
1: right. All the best to you. Bye-bye. Blessings. That's a wrap.